When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye Talk is about to begin Hey, 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 come on in Welcome back to Buckeye Talk. It's a surprise Sunday evening edition. This is Doug Maurice, and this is an interview that kind of just appeared, and I want to bring it to you. I talked to Monica Johnson, the mother of Ohio State freshman tackle Paris Johnson, and to G. Scott Sr., the father of Ohio State freshman receiver G. Scott Jr., about what is happening with the Ohio State football program, about the push that parents are making for the Big Ten to provide more of an explanation about the cancellation of fall football. And it's a great conversation. Uh, I reached out to Monica, who I had talked to previously for a story. She decided um, it might be good to have a couple parents looped in. I've talked to G before. G is a radio host in Seattle. Monica has worked in college athletics. They know this stuff. They are great at talking about it, and I was happy to sit back and let them explain their thought process on this. So we're all reacting to this. We're all trying to figure out what might happen next. I don't know that this is going to lead to any change in the plan to cancel fall football. I would be surprised if it did. But I also understand the fight that Ohio State coaches and players and parents are undergoing right now to get more reasoning about what went into this decision, and I think better communication in the Big Ten is going to be better for everybody down the line. So we covered a lot of different areas. I'm going to write about this at cleveland.com, but I asked them if it was okay if we made it a podcast, and they knew they were so good at talking that they'd sound great. So here we go. Monica Johnson, Paris's mom, G. Scott Sr., G. Scott Jr.'s dad, a conversation about Ohio State football. I'm Doug Maurice, and you're listening to Buckeye Talk. What are you most upset about right now? That uh, there's uh, so many emotions and there's so much that has happened and it's so uncertain, but just your, both your heart and your gut and your brain, what is it that you would describe as really you're upset about the most? It feels like a rush decision, right? <clears throat> Considering that we all have been hit with this pandemic in 2020, and we all have, um, if you will, adjusted, no matter what facet of our lives uh, that we're in, but we've all adjusted. And I think in the case of the Ohio State, those young men um, got back in early June after being away for essentially about 90 days. And when they get there back in January, they are, if you will, going through protocol and trying to learn a new way of being. And so Coach Ryan Day was very heavy in communication with not just his, his team, but also the parents. And I'm sure Monica is going to absolutely that in a second. I agree. And, and as we continue to have these meetings and as, as, as Ryan Day was very transparent, then we parents got to the point where we started to look at each, at least the couple that I know, look at each other and say, 
wait a minute. Are our kids safer there mm -hmm. than with us? And it's something that we never thought about until we realized what it is that our kids had to go through. And so now once they're there on campus, they sit there, they go work out, they come back. So they have more discipline mm -hmm. not to go out and about. And so let me wrap this up to say, there was protocols, there was a process, then there was the Big Ten, then there was the schedule release. Then yes. it seems like, okay, we're working into something. And then, bam, done, just mm -hmm. like that. Yes. So you agree with that, Monica, just the, the way things unfolded? Yes, I definitely agree with that because just what G mentioned, Ohio State did everything correctly. They communicated with us. We even heard from Gene Smith himself. And the schedule comes out. And then four days later, the season has been canceled. But there was no communication. That it's my, that's my frustration, is there was no communication. We did not hear from the Big Ten to explain how they came to this conclusion after four days. How do you come out with this great schedule? Then four days later, you decide that it's not safe for the boys to play. So it left me bewildered and confused and angry because we bought into it. We did everything that we were asked to do. We were, the boys were asked to social distance. The boys were asked to wear a mask. They were asked to only order food, take out, not to dine out, to only go from where they live to the Woody. And the boys did that. And it's very frustrating when the boys have done everything that was asked of them. And then all of a sudden it comes to a stop with no explanation. I think we're owed an explanation as to why they came to this. That's all, that's all I'm asking for. So it, do, it does in, in reading what, the Parents Association has put out and reading the way the players have stood up for themselves, it does feel like there sort of are two things here. There is the request or a, a push to try to get them to reinstate fall football. But then yes. there's also the part of it that is transparency, accountability, explain to us, show us the data, talk with us. Those really are two separate things and two separate goals. Does it, it feels like to me, I, I don't know, right? I mean, I've been talking to people, but I don't know. I don't know how, if it's, if it's realistic for them to uncancel fall football. But it seems like to me, you guys are making a point. That's part of it. But the other part is just be accountable and transparent about the decision, even if the decision doesn't change. Am I reading that correctly? I, I think that you are. And yes. Doug, Let's go back to the beginning when the players came back in June, when the parent meeting was had and Coach Ryan Day was on a call and he had a doctor on a call and we were talking about all of these things. And the understanding even then and all the way through was that there was no guarantee. Yes. I think all of us, all of us went into this with no guarantee. Now, they continue. They started to have added things that were coming up. There was new, you know, like new things in place. So the testing, then the boys started getting 
tested twice a week. Then yes. it was like, if you were to get, if you were to contact COVID, this is what happens. If you were to be around someone, we're going to contract tracing and this is what's going to happen. Everything was regimented protocol. And yes. the part that's confusing in which Monica keeps saying, and I think everybody can say, here's the confusion. The confusion comes in, whereas if the Big Ten or anyone else came in and said, hey, Ohio State, you're not doing things right. Hey, here's a warning. Hey, if this does not get better, if this does not happen, then the season's going to be in jeopardy. Yes. There was never a warning. So the point is, is do we as parents, kids, coaching staff, university, were we all doing the right thing? Yes or no? We don't know if no. we were even doing the right thing. So when the decision was made, the decision was made upon what? You're right. Doug, you can't unring a bell. You understand? Like, so it, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you can't reinstate the season. But I tell you what you can do. You can be transparent and come out and say, hey, everybody, here's what happened. Give us that. I'm yes. a big boy. I'll be okay. My, we're all parents. We're adults. We're, we're human beings. We are understanding if there is a global pandemic. If something, if you guys don't see something that's right, let us see what changed in the four days. Like Monica yes. said, you dropped the schedule. Four days later, you canceled. What happened? Yes. Monica, what do you think is going to come of this? I mean, we can't predict the future, but, you know, Justin Fields has the petition that he put out today. There has been yes. continued the, – the Ohio State football program with Ryan Day and all the assistants have continued to be very vocal about this and backing up the Parents Association. What, how do you think in the end the Big Ten's going to react? Do you, have a, do you have a guess on that, or wh- where are you? I, will, I guess for me, I believe if they can at least communicate with us, can you please communicate with – our athletic director, communicate with our head coach and communicate maybe with the senior parents because that, that group is the most affected. They're more affected than G and Paris is right. the senior group, the upperclassmen, at least hear from those, those kids, maybe the senior, the captains and the parents to hear from, have a conversation with them and explain how you came to this conclusion. That's all we're asking is for clarity. We just want to know how you came to the conclusion. So that's what I would like to see happen first is to have a conversation with us and share. It feels like through all of this, that college football does not have a great setup for the parties involved to communicate with each other. And primarily in the fact that the players don't have a unified voice, it certainly is different than pro leagues where they have collectively bargained this issue. You have the owners on one side, you have the players union on the other. Um, that's, I don't know that that would be a magical solution, but as we talk about, you're talking so much about communication and whether that communication is with the schools, with the players, with the parents, would you be in favor in the future of some kind of players association where the players, they've been so vocal in trying to have a voice, but trying to have a voice on social media is one thing to have a unified front where you have a way to really sit down with a conference or the NCAA, I think would be another would you be mm-hmm. in favor of something like that in the future so the players could maybe have a more cohesive, powerful voice whenever issues like this come up? 
Monica? What I would like to possibly see is an advisory group. Okay. Um, where they could possibly, maybe the team can nominate or it can be one of the captains that could be a part of an advisory group at each school, along with a parent from each school to be a part of advisory group, just so the conference, as well as um, NCAA can hear from the parents and hear from the players. Yep. That makes sense. Gee, would you be, would you be in favor of some, some version of something like that, more of an organized group? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I never thought about that idea. That idea that Monica just gave was absolutely excellent. Um, if there's one thing we've learned about the coronavirus since it, it hit, they say it attacks underlying issues. Mm -hmm. It does, clearly. And the NCAA and college football, it has attacked that. It has yes. attacked the underlying issues. And the issues are this, is the vast lack of communication that continues. For an example, how fast will I hear from the NCAA if my son gets a free slice of pizza? Fast. Very, Very fast. fast. Very, Very fast. fast. But if you are talking about very serious, serious stuff like this, they're nowhere to be found. So I, I am not throwing shade to say my idea is better. I think what I'm saying is, is, and I think we can all agree that the biggest problem has been the lack of communication and the coronavirus attacked it and exposed it. And yes. so now there's one thing we all agree on. We all agree that things need to get better going forward. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, only, I'm only smiling, G, because that blew my mind. The underlying conditions and that's the underlying conditions of this is mm -hmm. such a great analogy. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that it mm -hmm. is things that are vulnerable when you're more vulnerable, right? Yes. That the problems rise to the surface. And it, and it feels like the NCAA and college football, I mean, you know, there have been issues, but it's been pretty good for a while. You know, I mean, I don't know that it's been fair or just or equal in terms of the players, but you know, I mean, it's kind of been a little bit of smooth sailing because everything's been pretty good. And now this happens and you can see things kind of splinter a little bit. I do like the idea of, the forward thinking nature of this because complaining is complaining, right? Well, what does complaining get you? This isn't complaining. Mm -hmm. This is problem solving. This yes. is searching for solutions, maybe for now, but certainly for the future. Monica, do, do you have concerns that uh, about things that could negatively af affect your son in the future as we wade through this, right? I mean, we don't know. Could they still maybe play in the fall? Are they going to play in January? Will they play in March? Will they not play right. till next fall? We don't know exactly. But does this bring things to the surface that just make you a little more concerned about, you know, my, my son's health and welfare and ability to prosper? Uh, I don't know. Or do you feel, you know, that'll all be fine. It's just bumpy right now. As you look forward, how do you feel about Paris's future? Looking forward um, in regards to Paris's future, it goes back to what G and I said earlier. If we're speaking about him being safe at Ohio State during this COVID-19, what, what we're dealing with during this pandemic, I believe Paris is safe. 
because the policies and procedures are still in place. Coach Day has not changed anything. So those things are still in place. I also put ownership on Paris. So he has to own this as well. So he knows that he must wear his face mask. He knows he must social distance. He knows he should not go out and have dinner out, but do takeout. So I put a lot of the responsibility on him as well, because once he leaves Ohio State's care, then he has to take responsibility. So my job is to educate him and encourage him and and support him. So I don't put all the ownership on one institution to make sure Paris is safe because Paris has to do that himself. And then we committed to do that also as a family. So there's times where we went to go and visit Paris just to check in, in with him. I personally have taken the COVID test myself three times because I did not want to expose him or his roommate and potentially his teammates. So I've also bought in to making sure that we are doing everything safe because I view Ohio State football as a family. That's how I view it. Yep. You guys are making really good points about the process, right? And that's, and I've written that. I've said it, it might be, maybe it might be that this is the right decision. But it's, I don't know that anybody can defend the process in the moment. But, but on the decision itself, do you feel like it will negatively affect Ohio State football or negatively affect the futures of your sons if the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 play football this fall and Ohio State does not, right? That's not necessarily about process. That's about final decisions. But do you believe that could have some kind of negative effect on Ohio State football players or the program? Well, let's say it's two you're kind of asking. You're asking about our sons, and then you're also asking about the Ohio State University. Which is not the exact same thing. You're right. Let let me speak for my son first. He's going to be fine, right? He He is there right now. He is being taken care of. There are still, like Monica mentioned, there's still protocol and policies that are in place. He is very disciplined in what he has to do. He does not go extra places. He orders food in. He does all the right things. He has time in the future. He has the future. And, I, and, I, and, and later on in this conversation, I, I really want to hit home with the seniors in our program mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. who my heart my heart and soul go out to them, to their families and their loved ones. And, I, I, and I'm going to mention that to I'm blue in the face about how my heart goes out to them. But as far as my son in particular, he's fine. As for the Ohio State, the university, um, I don't know how their business runs, right? Like, I don't understand how those things run. Do I think Ohio State will have football in the future? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, maybe, I'm sure they will. So I really can't really speak to how they're going to do, but I'll say this, with Coach Ryan Day leading the charge, I feel about as confident about that football team as I do my own household because of Ryan Day leading the charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Monica, you and G are both in the same boat here. I mean, you have sons – who have such vast potential, both as college football players and potentially pro football players. Mm-hmm. Do you have any concern about that about Paris's career being set back or anything through oh, the course of this? Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, oh, absolutely not. I have all the faith in in Coach Day, Coach Stud, Coach Mick, 
and we have not wavered in our commitment to Ohio State. So that that's haven't even given that any thought. They're, he's going to be fine. And that is so. So, gee, I, I know both of you have mentioned this. What is it that you want to say? I mean, it's it's. I've said this. I have a daughter who's a a junior in high school. And there's just some of those transitional years in your life. I mean, whether you're for anybody who's transitioning from one part to the other, the seniors in high school, the seniors in college, the people who are trying to get married or do other things. And that transition, the last time you're ever going to get to do something that that's being disrupted by this mm-hmm. is especially difficult. What do you want to say about the Ohio State seniors, the senior players on this team, the senior families who are trying to navigate this? This pandemic has impacted all of us one way or another for if you guys can just give me one minute let's put our politics aside let's put everything off to the side and let's put human decency first and here's the first thing that i want to say this has impacted us in a way that we probably never understood and with that said the seniors the, the, the seniors of this team, the families of this team, no matter what, the coronavirus is going to be here today, <laughs> tomorrow, and in two years. So with that being said, the best that we can do is try to do our best, no matter what facet of life that we're in, to try to minimize, keyword, minimize our risk. So once we try to do that, no matter what, we still got to go forward. Example, yes. we still got to go to the grocery store. We still might have to go to work. We still yes. have to do these, these things. So we have to continue. And this is the last point that I want to make. And this is a very important one. How, there are so many people across the country who have not been able to see their loved ones, There are people that have been dying alone because of this pandemic. There are people who have not seen their families and their families have lost their lives during this time. And I think what we've learned through this pandemic is tomorrow isn't promised. We don't we don't know what the future brings. So with that being said, not just our seniors and the teammates and the families of this team. I want to speak out for the, how about the Ohio State fan group? How about some of the family who, how many, how many people out here? We don't know if they're going to live until 2021. We have no idea. So to take, to take that from them, to potentially not have the opportunity to see that. And for anybody that's talking about, well, what about safety? Well, well you know what? They're CTE too. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Risking everything. And correct me if I'm wrong, but playing football is not like playing chess. I don't mean to get emotional, but hey, this whole safety stuff, the moment our kids sign up for football from five years old to pro, it is a risk no matter what. So if 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 Kevin Warren was listening to me right now, I would want to say to him, and I want to say to the Big Ten is right now is this: you can't get time back. No, and you can't. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. You don't know. So with that being said, we need to minimize our risk, and we need to do the best we can because it's going to be here today, tomorrow, and beyond. I agree uh-huh. with that. 
let me ask this because I can say from the outside, this has been confusing and, and maybe people like me have gotten this wrong along the way. When the initial Buckeye pledge came out and the idea that players were signing this when they returned to campus, you know, a lot of us wrote, we at cleveland.com wrote, is this a liability waiver that is being forced upon these players that the school is trying to make sure if something goes wrong, they aren't liable for it. And now it feels like it has come back this other way where part of what, what you guys are, are saying is you would welcome a liability waiver to share that risk. What you just said, G, that you understand that uh, maybe we were wrong all the way around. I, I thought, it's not fair for a top-down decision from an organization to say, you have to sign this if you want to play. If the group works together, let's talk about a liability waiver. Let's sit down together and figure out what it should say and how we can share the risk. That is a little bit of a different thing to be to me. Monica, how have you sort of viewed liability waivers, how this they could come into play, whether they're a, a fair thing or an unfair thing? How has your thinking been on that issue? To be honest with you, I haven't given it much thought. I really haven't um, because once we learned about the Buckeye Pledge, it, first of all, let me say this, and I, I want everyone to understand, it was never a liability waiver. That was very frustrating. Um, and it also, you know, it was very frustrating for the media to take it and run with it and call it that. It was never that. The only thing they wanted the boys to say, I pledge to do my part. I pledged to do these things. And it was told to us that the general population students were going to sign that waiver when they got on campus. Faculty and staff was going to sign that waiver. Not waiver, I apologize. But I pledged right. when they got on campus. So it was just a pledge to do the right thing when you're on campus to slow down the spread of the virus. That's what it was all about. It was never a liability. So after that, I never given it any thought about a liability until now people are having the conversations. Now they're bringing it up, but I haven't spent any time pondering that, thinking about that, um, simply because I'm too busy wanting to get an answer as to why the season was canceled. <laughs> so that's where my efforts have been. You know, yeah. I just want clar clarity in that area. Gee, do you, are, you so, are you there the same, the same way? I saw you nodding your head. You're, you, that's where you are with that as well. You, I, look, you, Monica and I right now, we could separate and you can ask us questions, our answers are gonna be the same. Why? Because these are the weekly Zoom meetings that Coach mm -hmm. Ryan Day was having with his parents. So mm -hmm. that is why, I, I, and I wanna to apologize to anybody listening if you guys think that Monica and I sound like broken records. Well, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, you can interview and you can, you can ask questions to other parents on this mm -hmm. team. They might have different opinions on things, but as, as it relates to the communication from Coach Ryan Day, that's going to be the same. And I'm glad Monica yes. touched on the pledge. Yes. Yes. But Monica, you, you and I talked about this um, when we were setting up this call. I said, uh, I just love your view on things. We, we talked yeah. many months ago, and G, you and I talked as well. Uh, when your sons first were back when they came home from campus. And I know that was a difficult time, but I also wrote about how that I thought could be just an opportunity to have your sons with you for a little bit. Monica, I want yes. to read you a couple, a quote or two from what we, when we talked then. You said, I learned at an early age being raised in a church that you always have to look for the positive and that God gives us all free will. And we have to yes. make a choice every day. How are we going to respond to situations? Because like this pandemic, we have no control over it. 
but we do have control over how we're going to respond in the midst of this. And I was like, Monica, you are lifting me up in the moment here. <laughs> Boy, it's, it's been a long couple months. Yes. It's been some very difficult things to navigate. There have been some things that have happened that obviously have not been communicated well. Have you been able to hold on to that? Or, or as this has unfolded, I don't, you have not changed as a person. I know that. But has, right. it, has it, have there been days where it's been hard to be optimistic or, or to try yes. to, because of the way things have gone? Yes. And I, I had enough to be honest. I had a couple of moments and G knows this. I had a couple of moments. One of the moments was, um, I'm sure you probably saw it on social media. I think it was on a Sunday and I was putting out information about how I was feeling. And then of course, when the Big Ten announced that they were going to cancel the season, and I'm sure you saw a few of my posts that came through that day. And to be honest with you, I was feeling down. I was feeling down. And I know that God has a plan, but I'm still human. I was frustrated. I was disappointed. But I must say this, it was Paris that actually brought me back around because we had a conversation and he said, mom, he said, God is not sitting in heaven surprised by this. He said, he's not surprised. He said, so he had to remind me, he said, mom, God is in control. We may not like what we, what we have to deal with right now, but I'm going to remain optimistic. I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to continue to work out. I'm going to continue to eat right. I'm going to study my playbook even more. I'm going to continue to do well academically. He says, I'm going to continue to work and grind every single day because game day will come. Game day will come. He said, so I'm going to continue. So he inspired me to say, okay, Monica, you can get right back up again and it's going to be okay because G and I, we're advocating for our boys. That's the reason why we're talking with the media. That's the reason why we're sharing um, our thoughts right now because we're speaking on Paris and G's behalf because this is what they want. This is what they've worked hard for. Our boys have been playing football since they were like five years old. So their dream just when their dream was realized, this has happened. So we, so Paris helped me. He really did help me when the decision was made to turn things around. For both of you then, G, you made up the, you brought the point of it's hard to unring a bell. We know mm -hmm. Ryan Day has been very interested in a January, February season from the get-go, and he has been very active in trying to lay out a plan for that. Where are you as parents with the idea of maybe trying to play a January, February season for this, this football season and then coming back in the fall of 2021. What do you think of that possible idea? I mean, if, if that's what has to happen, then it happens. I, and I'm saying that because I'm now I'm speaking on behalf of my son. I know my son wants to play. He wants to play yes. uh, period. But I, I, I just think that, um, if there's if there's one thing that I, and I know I'm keep boring you guys by continuing to talk about the seniors and the families mm -hmm. that have been here before us. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I keep doing that is because I look at what the Ohio State has done for my son in a matter mm -hmm. of eight months, mm -hmm. eight months. And that is because of the foundation that has been set by Buckeyes before and the in the Buckeyes that are here now the seniors that have laid this foundation that have made it the right place to be they're made the communication the right way 
throughout. So, Doug, if it means if playing in January is an opportunity for these seniors to get a chance to play, let's do it. If yes. December, I, I, at, at this at this point, I'm all on board with whatever that that the Ohio State is doing. I'm on board with it, regardless. Absolutely, I, I as well. Okay. So in the end, if the Big Ten doesn't change its mind and doesn't reinstate fall football, but the Big Ten does explain its reasoning, does show you data, does meet with parents, does meet with senior players, is more transparent, would that be some sort of victory or resolution or feeling like you were heard? I've I've said – just because you might not win a fight doesn't mean it's not worth having a fight, right? That mm-hmm. you've, got to, you've got to make your points and get your voices out there and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Would, would that be some satisfaction, at least if you are heard and the Big Ten communicates with you, even if there's still not football this fall? Doug, after a big weekend, um, stepping on the scale on a Monday morning is not always the best idea. So even if I do step on that scale and I get a number that I don't like, hey, the truth never expires. And all right. I can do is accept the truth. So if, the, if that's the case, if there's no football, but the Big Ten says, here's why there's no football, here's why, here's the information, here's why we decided to make that decision, here's why we laid out the schedule one day, four days later we abruptly canceled, and they told us the reason why, Yes. Like the scale, like the scale. I might not like the number or I might yes. not like the answer, but I'm going to have to accept it. Yes. You guys should have a podcast together. Could we have the Monica and <laughs> show? I mean, is this, is this possible? <laughs> you guys could be life coaches for people. I've said, I, I'm well, just going to start I mean, calling you up when I have troubles. I'm going to call you two and ask you to help me well, out. <laughs> well, well, Doug, I, I will say, it just depends on what the topic is. Now, you're going to get the truth from Monica and I. Yes, so that's some, right. Some, sometimes you might not like our answers. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, ask her that. Just, ask, yeah. just ask Paris and Jean. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I do like that idea of, I would say that too. G. Scott Jr. and Paris Johnson are going to be okay. Yes. They're they're too good at what they do. They work too hard at what they do. They're going to be okay. But that doesn't mean you don't fight in the moment. You don't That's fight right. in the moment for what you believe is right. And you try to hold people accountable. And holding people in power accountable is, I think, a good thing all the time. And try to get answers and try to be transparent. So Absolutely. Um, it's a difficult time. but I, And I feel like, again, we're on the outside. We're trying to, to, to write about and talk about this from the outside. It just feels like while the Big Ten is splintered on this, nobody would argue that. It feels like, boy, Ohio State's pretty united, though. I mean, it feels yes, like we are. Ohio we State is pulled together in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because because of the leadership of Coach Ryan Day. Yes, I, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have this unity, this unifying moment, if there wasn't leadership in the beginning i i'll say it again i'll bore you with it the truth never expires right 
All right, everybody, come back for next week's episode of G, Monica, and Doug. We're going to make this a regular thing because it's, it's too good. It's too good. We can't only do it once. Thanks to both of you. Thanks to both of you so much for your time and, and best of luck. And we'll, just, we'll see you. where this goes. Thank thanks you for much. having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So thanks so much to both of them for joining us. We'll continue to cover this story on Buckeye Talk, continue to write about it at cleveland.com slash OSU. I didn't even bug you guys for the text at all in this podcast yet. We're, I'm slamming info up on the text subscription. Like you're getting it first. You're getting it first. And then we're getting it to everybody, but you're getting it first because you're paying three ninety nine a month or because you're trying the 14-day free trial. And we're trying to woo you. 614-350-3315. When I talk to people, when I hear things, when I know things, when I'm about to write something, I text it immediately. And there's a lot going on. So try it, 614-350-3315. If you want to follow G. Scott Sr. on Twitter, which I'd recommend, he's at G-E-E-S-C-O-T-T-S-R. If you want to follow Monica Johnson on Twitter, which I would recommend, she's at Monica C.L. Johnson, M-O-N-I-C-A-C-L-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Two really important parents. They got two sons who are going to be really good players at Ohio State, and they're really interesting people, as you guys just found out. So... Thanks to them. Thanks to you for listening. Stick with us. We'll see what's up next. For now, I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk. <laughs>